So hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wanderlust Wednesday. I'm April Thompson, creator of Absolute Travel Addict and Travel Dreamers Academy, and I'm very excited to have another wonderful guest with me today. Today, um, we'll be joined by Margarita. She is a self-made, self-nurtured international expat expert on maintaining happiness in any situation abroad. She has lived and worked and studied in over 11 cities around the world and, of course, loves to travel. And uh, Margarita also helps expat communities via coaching, trainings, and events to make sure they're happy, self-fulfilled anywhere they are. And I know for people that are traveling and relocating to different destinations, that's sometimes a really big challenge to get acclimated. So she really focuses on helping them get happy with where they are in life. So um, welcome, Margarita. Thank you so much for joining us for Wanderlust Wednesday. Thank you very much, April. It's my pleasure to join you, and uh, hello, everyone. So you're actually in London right now. I know you've been and lived, you know, lived all over the world, um, but you're actually in London. Um, but you grew up in Latvia, correct? Yes, that's correct. I'm uh, from Riga, Latvia, originally. Okay, so can you tell us a little about Latvia? Because I know it's um destination I've heard of, but I don't really know much about, and I think um, some others would be interested in knowing a little more about your life growing up in Latvia. Definitely. Well, Latvia is a very beautiful country. It's um, covered uh, by uh, by forests quite a bit. I think it's 43%, if I remember my geography lessons, and we have a lot of lakes, rivers, and seaside. Yes, Latvia does have seaside as well, and okay. it's situated in the northeast Europe, um, close to the Sweden, Finland, Russia, and other countries around. And yes, it was part of the Soviet Union, <laughs> so you can figure out where it is on a map, but it's not anymore, <laughs> and now it's a uh, big, proud, independent, small country. <laughs> awesome. And um, telling about Latvia, uh, I, I grew up there. Yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, but at the same time, Latvia is an interesting country in the sense it has uh, two divided communities. One is uh, Latin speakers, and another one is uh, Russian speakers. And I'm I'm born as a Russian speaker, <laughs> like in my family we speak Russian. Okay. But I, I was born in Latvia, and my parents were born in Latvia, so. Um, I never felt one of the identities, so I always felt international, and um, actually I always felt European. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the main reason why I decided to leave Latvia. Okay. So when you, tell us about um, when you first decided to leave, and where did you go, and why? Actually, I, I like traveling. I started traveling first time, I think, when I was five. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to travel, I traveled quite a bit also in my teenage years, but like properly leaving uh, to another country for, for quite a big time. It was uh, during my university years when I went to Germany uh, as an exchange student. I went to three years in Germany and uh, I did half a year there. Okay. And while doing, uh, studying there, I applied for two jobs in London. Just, I wasn't really thinking about working in London. I never really liked London. I was okay with London, but it, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had even a job back in Latvia, so I was pretty happy. 
Um, but okay, I applied and the second job I applied for after two interviews, I got it. So while finishing my studies, I still had to write my thesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually moved to London and uh, already started working while writing my thesis. Awesome. So you kind of got got an opportunity to get acclimated while still in school and and getting getting the job going and all of that. So yeah. prior to accepting this job in London, you'd already visited London before and you said it was just okay for you, right? Yeah, that's correct because I know many people love London. Oh, London, London, they dreamed about London. I know it was like that. I've been there twice when I was 13 and 15 mm-hmm. because I studied English um, as foreign language and I went to UK for that, but I never really was fascinated about it. So what changed and what what um, made you decide to take the job and stay and then ultimately end up coming back? Uh, well, the job was pretty interesting because um, at that time I was working in the charity sector in NGOs and um, I've been doing it since I was 14. I was volunteering and growing. So that job was really good in terms of my career growth and I really was fascinated about it. So. That's why I took it, and London is also its international place, so that, that's the reason why it was okay for me. But um, I never thought that I would really, really like it so much. It just was next step. I never thought about it as a something huge, something big change in my life. Mm-hmm. So how did you cope with, I guess, living there and being there outside of work, and what were some of the challenges that you faced I think one of the challenges and the biggest challenge was opening a bank account. It okay. was funny because um, I had a job, so I wanted I had money <laughs> to receive, but actually it was very difficult to open a bank account uh, without um, having any utility bill. And obviously, since I arrived, just took the country. I don't have any utility bill, mm-hmm. uh, so. I needed to get utility bill and then to open a bank account. And also even the bank account, I couldn't open any kind of account, uh, but cash card account because I didn't have any credit history in the country, which is also uh. obvious because I've just arrived. So for first six months, I had to live with a cash card. <laughs> um, afterwards, they issued me debit cards and so on. But that, that was quite funny. And another challenge was paperwork. Mm-hmm. I didn't need a visa as I'm a EU citizen, but uh, I needed to registration uh, within the first month, so I I had to do that, and then they sent to me a passport of Czech girls, <laughs> not my passport. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, so it was like, okay, and everything you have to do by post. You can't go to the place and just to, to do things there. No, you have to send by post. So that, that was unusual. I, I never sent my passport by post ever before. <laughs> Okay. okay, but in your case, normal. Yeah, so those little things that you don't really think about when you're when you want to move somewhere, you're just like, oh, I just need to find a place and find a job. But there are all these other little issues and details that can make or break your first couple of months in a new place. Yeah, definitely. And I think another thing what you have in when when you move abroad is that usually you don't really have any support. Nowadays, it's easier. There's a lot, there are a lot of social networks, and you can approach them before. But when I moved, the, the social networks were not that developed. 
and it was like I felt to some extent alone isolated even so I did have some friends here but um, obviously they all were busy so like um, I had to build up my social circle and my make new friendships um, and uh, actually with website meetup.com at that time helped me a lot okay okay yeah, yeah that's a great one and, and I still use that one to um, to this day when I go to different places it's one of the ones that uh, I find very helpful yeah, I, I like it too and nowadays it became so huge like there are so many groups especially in London you can find whatever you want exactly a group for everything okay so at this time you were in London for about a year is that right uh, now or or before the first time that you were there when you took that job um well i uh no it was more it was about two years okay okay and then after that you ended up traveling to several different cities for work and school and i guess one of the questions that i had is how did you make the decision on where to head next and what resources did you leverage to you know help make these transitions successful I think as the same as with my London job, uh, actually life made decisions for, my, <laughs> for me. I didn't have to make decisions. So uh, after London, I decided to to do my masters. Well, actually while while working, I I got a bit bored and I thought, okay, I need to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to do my masters and I researched different universities. Okay. And okay. I really wanted the program to be international. So in the end, I've chosen program which is. Um, one third in the UK, one third in Italy, and one third in Germany. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I went to to study in Bath. Uh, afterwards, I moved to Siena, Italy. And then while studying in Siena in Italy, I realized that actually I like the subjects in Italy more than the ones which are in Germany. So I decided to stay also my third part, also in Italy, and study in Italian language. So during the first three months of Italy, I had to learn Italian language in the way that I could study in it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did it, and then afterwards I decided to stay in Italy and move to Rome, because Rome is a big city with a lot of international opportunities. And uh, I lived there for three years. Um, afterwards I got a job uh, with a Swiss company, uh, which uh, meant I had to move to the north of Italy. Okay. okay. I, I stayed there. For almost two years, I think, and then it is. But that place was really a beautiful middle of of nowhere. It was really small, five thousand inhabitants with two thousand of foreigners. But still, I was missing something big. <laughs> I'm a city girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then because of the business trips, I had to go to London quite often. And when I was going, I thought, oh, actually, I I do like it here. And I thought, okay, I I would like to move to London. And luckily, my job allowed me to to move to London because I was traveling a lot there as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in this way, I moved to London and stayed there. And now here I am. <laughs> oh, that's a good story. It's 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 always um interesting to see how when you're open and you you know are receptive to opportunities, how life kind of guides you to the next thing and the next thing after that and when you're just open and you know really focused on what you enjoy and what what fulfills you um, it just kind of all happens and works out the way that it should pretty much easily and effortlessly yeah I think so 
Yeah, so that that's very cool. So you're back in London, and you're you're working um, in project management, but you also um, run Happy Abroad. Can you tell us a little more about Happy Abroad and and what you do and what made you decide to start this company? Actually, I started in a very similar way as you did. It it came naturally. <laughs> so. Uh, I was moving around, as uh, I described earlier, and uh, friends started asking me for advice. Ah, how to move abroad? How to move to this country? How can I find university abroad? How can I find job abroad? So I started helping friends, friends of friends, writing long emails, having telephone calls. And then I thought, okay, well, if so many people need it, I just write a blog and mm-hmm. put everything in the blog. And so I can direct people to the blog rather than writing the same information all, all over again. Exactly. So, I did that, uh, and then I thought, okay, the blog is great, but it doesn't really help people because reading doesn't help you. You need some action. Mm-hmm. So after a while, the blog developed into websites, and um, in websites, I started publishing also my trainings, uh, which online trainings, which would help people not just to read, but but also to take some action uh, to to move abroad or to be happy abroad or to. Uh, start enjoying their life, their new life abroad. So that, that's the way how it developed. And lately, um, I've d- discovered also that, okay, trainings are good, but each person has its own particular situation. Mm-hmm. And even so, I try to make trainings as flexible as possible, still they're written. So I, I started adding also coaching, and I finished several coaching courses, so uh, I became a coach, and... Uh, uh, now I do not just trainings, I do also coaching and um, I do like workshops here in London. I used to do some in Rome mm-hmm. and it was great. So now I'm um, starting doing them also in London. Oh, very cool. And you're absolutely right. Uh, I get tons of questions about moving abroad and it's always the same things over and over, um, how to figure it out and you know what to do and I definitely like how you've moved from just blog posts to things that allow people to really take action and move forward on their dreams and that's uh, a lot of what I focus on with Travel Dreamers Academy and some of my other work but um, for the folks that are on the call can you give your top three tips for trying to find a job or trying to make a move abroad um, to London or or just in general based on your experiences and your work with with others? I think, A, you definitely have to be uh, open-minded and um, curious, like mm-hmm. open-minded and curious about everything. Uh, B, you do research. Please do your research as much as possible. Ask people, connect, socialize. Actually, it's really good to connect before you go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, ask the people from your country who, who are already living there or who had experience in that place. And ask people who are in that place. Um, they can be locals, they can be experts, it doesn't matter. But do socializing beforehand. Uh, there are nowadays huge opportunities to do that. Meetup.com, one of them. Internations.org, another. There's Small World. There are many other websites. Just try them all. <laughs> yeah. As much as possible. Because that would help you understanding the place better. Mm-hmm. I know when you move first time, you're always so happy, excited, great, but definitely there will be something what you don't know or you didn't predict. 
Yeah. So it's good to have a, some backup, someone who can help you. And the third, the third tip would be just stay relaxed and um, understand that there might be some stages. They they call culture shock. So the first stage is like you will be super happy. There might be stages when you are not very happy, when you are happy, maybe even depressed. But when you feel that, remember that this stage is all, this stage also passes. So just keep calm. And one of the most important things when you move abroad, think about why you move abroad. What's your point? What's your goal? Because this will keep you going even through the not so positive stages. Absolutely. I think the why in everything in life is so very important and what really keeps you going when things get difficult or really challenging. So definitely great advice, wonderful tips. I hope that's helpful for everyone that's listening on the call and has um, aspirations of moving abroad. Um, so before we close, um, are there any other words of wisdom or tips um, for those that are just looking to travel more or deal with living abroad or staying happy and healthy abroad that you want to offer? I think if you've never traveled, if you've never been out of <laughs> your country or anywhere, uh, there are two ways. A, you can start slowly and you can start, okay, today I will take another walk to my work. Uh, tomorrow I'll go to town nearby. Um, next month I'm going to travel to the neighbor country. So you slowly expanding mm -hmm. or there is another much radical way just book a ticket book hotel and go <laughs> exactly yep i i like um i like both of those but the second one is a little a little more exciting at times but awesome definitely i i personally i would choose the second one but i know some people need to space so the first one also works for some <laughs> exactly so before we go, um, just share with everybody where they can find you online if they have, you know, additional questions or want to look at a little more what what you offer and the resources that you um, have provided. Just tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, everyone can find me on uh, my website, which is happyabroad.com. It's written happy-abroad.com. Also, you can find me on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Twitter is actually this, it's Happy Abroad. So, and uh, you can feel free to write any questions. Oh, actually, you can write also to my email, which is uh, margarita at happy-abroad.com. So, feel free wherever you are, be happy. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I would be happy to connect to you, and thank you very much, April, for the interview. It was really great to talk to you today. Sure, no problem. Thanks so much for your time, and really appreciate it. And I'll definitely be checking back to your site because I have some additional moves that I'd like to make in the next year or two. So I'll be um, leveraging your resources as well. Well, definitely connect me if you have some questions, or maybe some from uh, today's our guest have questions. You're welcome. Will do. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Wanderlust Wednesday. Thank you again, Margarita. And to all of you, happy travels. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.